0: We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high. Then our football story will
1: echo with glory. Hello, and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 9. I'm Jack and joining us, making his second appearance on the show, Mr Chris Leck.
2: Great to be here. Thanks Great to have you, to have you back. back. Really appreciate it.
1: It'll be a big um, week, huge week. Huge week. We've got some fantastic stuff to talk about, as always, today. Um, but we're going to open up with a question which was put out on Reddit earlier. As do you put this out? Well, um, the, the, the Chris's question, so I can't Which was, do you have to win a trophy for a season to be deemed successful?
2: Successful or special? Special I, special I think special is yeah the word I use because in that question I yeah. think
3: you can be successful, but I think special has as a motive thing about it. Right, and it becomes a, it's then a little bit different. So you go, I don't know. The, I remember I remember the Champions League season. You know our first one, and that felt special. Like all the results weren't great. Like our results last season were better than that because we had some awful Premier League results then. Um, but that was just some special moments and special memories. But what do you think?
2: I feel fairly conflicted at the moment yeah. right now. I mean, uh, my most special season as a Spurs fan was 94 and 95. Yeah. We didn't win anything that year. Um, the memories of that is what motivated me to write a book that's just come out. I'll get that in there straight no, away. No, no, no. Yeah. We're going to come on uh, to put it together with Jerry Francis, the manager at the time. It's called The Team That Dared to Do. And it's all about my memories of that season because although we didn't win anything, I think the bond between the team and the fans was. was perhaps it was best in my time as a a Tottenham fan and the fact that the club was was striving to win something in the end that season petered out but my memories of it are so special is because we went for it in nearly every single game that's why i came up with the title the team that Dare to do um but i'm at a stage now where actually this is this is the most successful Tottenham i have been in my life in my lifetime certainly my adult lifetime you know we won a lot of trophies in the 80s i was a bit too young but But at the same time, we are on our equal longest trophy drought of the post-Second World War period. Mm. Uh, And if we don't win something this year, it will be the longest trophy drought. Mm. Um, And I would love to see us win anything, win the League Cup, win Mm. the FA Cup, uh, you know. But I can see how the priorities in football have changed and really, you know, uh, Pochettino himself has said, really, for a club of Tottenham stature now, it's all about trying to win the Premier League, yeah. win the Champions League. Those are the only trophies that will really matter to our owners. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think if you're aspiring to win every competition you're in, it can still be a special season, even if you don't win it. But this season, I'm, I'm desperate uh, to to see us win something. I, I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost of a generation, I think, where I'd almost prioritise winning silverware over finishing top four, and that's probably. A very alien thing to say for for younger fans who would just want to be in the Champions League yeah. in a single season.
1: It's a tough one. I think you can, I think you can have a special season without winning a trophy. Mm-hmm. I think the last season at White Hot Lane, that we didn't win anything there, that was a special season. Mm-hmm. I think when I first, I think back to when I was a kid, like all the best memories I had when I was a kid was going to Spurs and like the first season I ever went to. To me, that was special. We didn't win anything. I've barely seen us win anything to be honest. So I think to the individual yes you can have a special season. I don't know if collectively you can. Mm. I don't know if just finishing fourth is... but then think that first year we did finish fourth, that was an amazing season. That was like a trophy, Certainly, wasn't yeah. it?
3: Felt like it. So we all went to the game on Saturday and I took Emma, my wife, for the first time and she said going into... we are in Club Wembley, like they're in posh seats now that's because someone's bought my season ticket for the year yep. basically and so he takes people corporate. He was nice enough to give me an Emma ticket and like you go past a gin bar, it's not a bar bar, but you know it's a it's a like a, a thing on wheels, it's a popcorn thing. And she said it didn't feel like a, a white, Hart. it didn't feel like mm. a home game, it didn't feel like White Hart Lane. And we might never get that feeling again, but that's what I go for. Because if you go to for winning and trophies, you might as well just support the winners. Like that, that's yeah. not what I go for. Mm, yeah. And so you can have special teams. On that, um, your point about I remember where I'm, where I was for the um, that 2008 League Cup. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can as well. I just looked up the team. Because um, you like teams, it's, it's weird to say teams deserve a trophy. Because by that logic, like Man City have the most expensive team, therefore they should deserve the, mm-hmm. tr- the trophy. But that's, I know that's not the way it works, not what we mean. But if you have a look at the team that beat Chelsea in 2008 for the um on February 24th, which day for my birthday, like we had Robinson, Hatton, Woodgate, King, Chimbonda, Lennon, Janus, Socorro, Malbronk, Berbatov and King. Now, there's not any universe where that team would beat the team that we've got currently? No, so no. It's, I mean, you have a look at the Chelsea team: Cech, Balletti, Carvalho, Terry, Bridge, Wright, Phillips, SEN, Lampard, uh, Obi Mikel, and Elka Drogba. Now that's a decent team. It's a team. powerful <laughs> side, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I just think, like, they do deserve something. Now they've worked yeah. so hard, um, and to be beaten by money, which is what they've been beaten up by more than not, is not fair. It's so
1: a good question, though. We've had some good responses, well, haven't we, come from Reddit? Yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed to read some of these names
3: out, to be honest. So, Bill, <laughs> Bill's Hairy Balls or Bill
0: Sherry
3: Maybe it's Bar- Bar- <laughs> Sherry. Well, actually, I don't know if that's better, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says, in my opinion, finishing top four while playing at Wembley and playing Champions League football at our new stadium next season would be special. I can only agree.
1: Yeah. I, I guess as well, it comes back to like how you define special, doesn't it? Because like, to some people, hmm. that playing at Wembley, playing Champions League football in the new stadium, so to him that's special for other people, that's yeah, just yeah.
3: what you expect. If you're a person who's grown up playing FIFA on the internet, Tottenham, like finishing fourth is a normal thing. If you've lived through the 90s and you had the yeah. shambolic yeah. teams that we saw and performances that we saw, whatever we do is special right now. You know. Um, Penance Pathlitis says <laughs>
2: is that good? good decent decent for that
3: one, Yeah, I thought I was missing something uh, it says I don't think a season needs a trophy to be special and I think even winning a trophy doesn't make it a special season and this is a really good point both Arsenal and Man United won silverware last year do you think they'd consider it special when their only on-field product was tragic to watch and they finished outside the top four I totally agree with that like no Man United fan went to Old Trafford and enjoyed it last season. no
1: but then I, I guess it it comes back again to depending on what you're used to, yeah, because yeah. if you just said last season you can swap with Man United, we would all have done it, right? Because you would have got your Champions League football, you would have seen have trophies, it. Would. We, we wouldn't. Just it. done it. It's just an interesting, I think if you're used to winning titles and all of that, then I don't want to say you become complacent about winning trophies, but then if yeah. you do have a season where you only win the FA Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. then maybe it's, it's not, but if you're not used to winning anything and you win the FA Cup, it's amazing, it's a season you remember for your whole life, isn't it?
2: I think a lot of times I would have thought I would have swapped last season for, for, for Man U's to win you know, two trophies but actually last season to me was so special to see, as, as you were just alluded to, that we've actually got a successful team 1-11, the best team we've had since the 1960s and to see that consistency mm. in performances last season uh, and yeah, not just performances, the results to go with it and, and to, to say goodbye to White Hart Lane like that was so special, so I, I would count that in, in a season like '94 '95 to me that was, was very special to me, despite there being no like, trophy at the yeah. end
3: of it. Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean, that Arsenal game at the end of the season wow, it was rocking, even though we were down however many thousand people. I mean, before going into the game, we were never. To, well, I went to the United game with you, yeah. I? We'd have got, I went. Go to the oh, my brother! And we never felt at any stage we were going to lose that game. You knew Arsenal just weren't up for it, and that's that's what the special moments are. Yeah,
2: so to have that also against Manchester City and Chelsea <coughs> at home last year, where for the last twenty minutes we were feeling fairly confident and yeah. comfortable, which in my life as a Spurs fan doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen a lot. <laughs> You know, To beat beaten all those sides and then to, to beat Man U on, on the final day as well, you know, to beat all of those top sides and to go a whole season undefeated at home was, was incredible. So I think actually, I'd, I'd agree with you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually swap last season for, for what Man U had, winning two trophies. That's an interesting one. Um, next one we had in was from
1: Strapless Brad yeah. uh, and he said, really with the quality we've had in the past two seasons and now, we kind of need to just win any trophy. This side needs and deserves to make some form of history for the club, plus they're more than good enough anyway. I get get his point. I guess it depends. It's what you were saying, Chris, isn't it? The the aim is not to win the League Cup anymore. It it used to be let's have a cup run, let's get top four. But it's now so much bigger than that, which is amazing. It's mental, but but it's amazing as well. Um, But I get that point.
3: Who's the next one? Yeah, Nova Swafter says the thing for me, the most important thing, is entertainment. He's not paying 900 quid for a season to go see rubbish football. If we're playing great football, finishing Champions League spot, and have a good cup run, it's been a very good season. Trophy doesn't automatically equate to a good season. It'll be great to see some silverware though. I think that's a very level headed response because yeah. we are a club that's built on great football. It's not like we're Stoke or Bournemouth who just have to survive and get through it. We're a team that's built on playing great football. And that, that's what our European legacy is. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Citizen Kane 10 as well. So he said no, finishing top four plan playing at Wembley when pretty much everyone doubted our ability to sustain our form over the past few seasons. Playing here will be pretty
3: special in my book. Tony The One says, to be fair, he would like to see the boys get a trophy. They've worked hard for the last three seasons. We should have a trophy for that work.
1: And drunk with anxiety. Uh not a amazing name. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> no, if we maintain our Champions League qualification, this season will be a resounding success. But just the same, let's win a domestic cup so we can stop having to talk about that. <laughs> so
3: this last name, Killer 201 What I love about that is... He's gone deer killer, and someone's got that name. <laughs>
1: There's <laughs> another two hundred.
3: <laughs> he hasn't gone. Oh, I'll think of another name that's not deer killer. I'll go Dear deer killer two. On. for me, yes, I've no. It depends on what you want the club to achieve. Some say top four is a priority, and that should take precedence. I would say a good chance the run in the cup would be better than others, but others would disagree. I think we're good
1: enough to do it all now, though. We're good. I don't think it's a case of we either have a cup run. And do poor in the league, or we do great in the league and don't have a cup. We've got a good enough first team squad where
3: I think we can
1: compete on all, on all fronts now.
3: But, like, Musa Dembele and Danny Rose have gone out to Madrid. Danny Rose is he's overweight, he, if you've seen the pictures recently. And he's oh, he hasn't played. to be He hasn't played this year, has he? since January, right? And that's the difference. Um, he's only got Ronaldo to Martin Goeck, so. Well, <laughs> Guardiola not. came out and said Mendy was out and they're going to look to buy in January. We don't have that option. You know, we've, yeah. we've got two left backs and then a backup back up in super young so that, that is the difference between us and them like the City's squad on the weekend cost 460 something million us cost 107 it, that, that's it's mental isn't it's, it, it? It's, it's crazy it's absolutely mental and then
1: have you got a favourite trophy list season something where we didn't win something
2: but you personally enjoyed it is there anything that comes to mind yeah I mean mine is 94-95 is or next season putting that putting that into the, the same bracket of yeah. just uh, Seasons that I will never ever forget, and, and, and the absence of a trophy at the end of it just just really didn't matter. And as you were saying there, I think I couldn't I couldn't have a season to get our club that prioritised results over everything. Mm. It is that kind of eternal debate you have as a as a as a football fan. I was thinking it the other day watching England. You know, as we all suffered. Mm. In some ways, I don't mind if England ever won the World Cup or the European Championship in my lifetime. I don't think I'd really care how they won it. Just to say they've won it, fine. Mm. I've seen it. But I would hate to support a club that played any anyway yeah, to win yeah. something. I couldn't do it, I wouldn't want to. You put too much of your time into it not to be entertained. Yeah. So, um, I think most of us as Tottenham fans do prioritise entertainment over over results. We wouldn't want to see the club ever surrender its philosophy. Um, but at the same time we do we do want to see silverware at some point. It's, it is that that thing of being a football fan and wanting it all. Really,
1: I think the AVB, that era, the AVB era, the AVB is I think sums that up because looking purely at results, he was a pretty successful manager mm. for us. But most of us hated it. It was, so painful, it was dreadful, much. and it was yep. one nil wins at home against Stoke, and we're scraping through. But he, he got the results and. I said most of us were booing and wanted him out and quite
3: actually quite happy when he got so I know you loved him, didn't you, Avery? But you were a big fan. I was about to say always the exception. It's because that was when I was going game in, game out, I was going to away games, I was meeting up with Joe and you sort of you know, like it's easy to be happy when things are good, like City fans, it's easy but you bond in the rubbish times Mm. and I love Bale pulling out a a worldie and I love Soldado getting Seven defensive midfielders, and yeah. And there was something like Dawson's on balls, you knew what was going to happen five seconds before, and that made you feel kind of clever, you know? If you're I in think, the East Lower, goes <laughs> one to
1: five, duck. <laughs> it's coming your way.
3: I just kind of love that. Because I kind of like it when you've got an excuse, because you, you, you're a bit rubbish in some places, you know? That's what I love about it, yeah. you know? Um, but let's talk about the book. Yeah, one of the reasons you're here is, apart from you're a very valued guest, is the team that dared to do, Tottenham, 94 to 95, by Jerry Francis and yourself, forward by Jurgen Klinsmann. That's quite amazing. Yeah, opinion, that was amazing
2: man. to get to speak to him. That's been an ambition of, of mine. How, How I, did that happen? Yeah, it was actually the the first book that I wrote, but it's ended up being the second one that's been published. Yeah. I brought out a love for the lane last year about all the great games on White Hart Lane, but this I started off wanting to write something from my heart, so I chose the season that was most special to me. Um, my initial idea was to track down all the members from the team and. I had a fair bit of success with that. Spoke to Darren Anderson, David Howes, it Took me a long time to get hold of Jurgen Klinsmann. Mm. Um, and when I went to see Jerry Francis, who obviously took over from Ozzy Ardiles a few months into that season, because uh, Alan Sugar lost faith with Ozzy Ardiles and, and sacked him and brought in Jerry Francis. Uh, when I went to see Jerry Francis, he he said that he had written at the time about his experiences because it was him also such an amazing yeah. um it was the biggest job of his of his life. It was an incredible to be working with players like Jürgen you Klinsman know, who won the World Cup. You had in you know, Alan Sugar one of the kind of first celebrity chairmen of yeah. the football era. Um, many of us kind of felt a bit uncomfortable with how outspoken he was, but he was also part of the drama. Um, so we combined Jerry Francis's uh, diaries with with my uh, with my writings and, and bought the book out together, so it's called the yeah the team that Dare to do it's on Amazon if you ask, in your local bookshop they mm-hmm. should be able to order it in, for you and yeah it was very different from what I set out to do originally because I I didn't expect when I set out that I'd be combining it with, yeah. with what Jerry had written all those those years back but you know I hope it does justice to um, to a, a very special season and, and as I say you know some of the comments have been like well how can you call out the team that dared to do? It wasn't a great team. Don't get me wrong. The team we have now is so much better. Than David Kerslake was there. That team it was yeah? David Kerslake. Yeah. yeah, It is. Um, and it wasn't in the end a great season because it did peter out after we lost the FA Cup semi-final to Everton. But it was a hugely memorable season. It yeah. was special in so many ways. We were, we really were the talk of the town. I think there's only, I'm I saying my lifetime three times where a team has been, if, even if you don't support that club everyone's talking about it. Mm. Everyone was talking about Tottenham, mainly because of Klinsmann. You had that again with Newcastle a few years later when they came second and you had it more recently with Leicester because they were just the ultimate underdog and yes okay they managed to win something which which we didn't but the fact I think what also made it so special was the fact that Jurgen Klinsmann signed for us. A guy who won the World Cup who then just scored five goals at at the 94 World Cup that that summer. We'd been docked 12 points for financial irregularities before Sugar took over that was half to six points, but we'd only stayed up by like three the year before. Mm. And I, re- I remember my brother coming up to me, we were on a family holiday in Greece, he came running up to me with an English newspaper, the back page was Clinsman signs for Spurs. It, it had happened, it wasn't gossip, there hadn't been any gossip, it just come from nowhere. It was a done deal. Oh. We'd signed one of the best players in the world, Imagine that. despite we were, the fact we were on minus six points. Yeah. None of it made any sense. And then there was a lot of concern, Would he, you know, was he there just for the money, was he gonna adapt? To English football, he had the reputation of diving. He wasn't very popular in this country, and he adapted incredibly. You know, just those sensational goal after sensational goal ended the season being voted uh, players' player of the year. Sorry, football writers' player of the year. Um, So he won the press (coughs) round because, to start with, there were some pretty hostile reports about him because of the diving reputation. He won over the English media player of the year at the end of the, the what's, campaign. And what's the modern equivalent of that? I
3: can't think of.
2: It, it's hard to think of, you know, it, it started a trend of, of, of players arriving at their peak, foreign players arriving at their peak. We, we had, it, was uh, Jonathan Pearce, who contributes to the book, the, the Match of the Day commentator says that was the first time you got a glimpse of what the Premier League could become. Mm. Okay, we already had Cantona here, yeah. but he hadn't arrived with that kind of reputation. Mm. He grew here and was a, a stunning, yeah, yeah. stunning overseas player. But Klinsmann started that trend of, you know, of then Chelsea signing Zola or Viali and Vialli, mm-hmm. and Arsenal getting Camp, Unfortunately for us, awesome. um, and I think that that's something one of our players came up. I'm trying to remember who it was, I think it was Teddy Sheringham, who I spoke to in the book, was the only club that didn't learn from what Tottenham did, was Tottenham. Yeah, that's interesting. And a few yeah. years later, you know, it, it had all fizzled out. Sheringham himself went off to to Man United. Uh, we all know, of course, what Sol Campbell did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sugar kind of had his fingers burnt because Klinsmann decided to leave after after a year, and he wasn't going to invest his money in in foreign players again. So we kind of paid the price in a way. And mm. um, the '90s was fairly bleak. You know, we had the FA Cup at the start of it, which was brilliant. We had the League Cup at the end of it, '99 under George Graham. And as you were mentioning, AVB there that season to me, it was great that I went to Wembley and saw us win a trophy, but. That season was nowhere near as special as yeah. what 94-95 was. It, was. it was more <laughs> successful because we won something, but 94-95 to me, was, it was just everything in a way because of how close we were to that. The team and the players were so, the, the players and the fans were so close together. Do you think if we hadn't have signed Jürgen, we would have gone down? Well, uh, it's hard to say because obviously, we started under Ardilius, who played the famous five. Um, Sherringham, Klinsman, Barby, Anderson and Dimitrescu. And by the time he lost his job at the start of October, we were in serious, serious yeah. problems. So, if if Ardiles had kept his job, and if we hadn't got Klinsman and Ardiles had kept his job, I, I fear that we probably would have gone down because we we, yeah. went, we only stayed up by three points a year before. Yeah. Um, and I think at the time it was very sad that we that, that Sugar sacked Ardiles because he'd been a legend to us yeah. as a player. Although that was kind of when I was I was very young, but I knew obviously what what he meant as a player. But I think Sugar made the, the ultimate choice in bringing in Francis at the time. He he did towards the end of his his three years in the job. Many fans would have felt he'd become too defensive. But when he yeah. took over that team, he changed it so quickly. We continued. To, we actually scored more goals uh, under him than we were scoring you know, than yeah. we were scoring under Ardini's And yet we started to keep clean sheets. We kept six clean sheets in a row, which is still an equal club record. Five clean sheets in, in the in the league in a row as well, which is also yeah. an equal club record. He really got hold of that team. Uh, he gave it direction, he gave it a shape, and he brought the best out of players. And for probably 18 months, we played some really good football under Francis, and then it started to go wrong, as it so often did with same yeah, manager yeah. that we have seen in our lives as, as, as Tottenham fans, until what we have now is, is, is something just that I, I still can't believe where we are now. Yeah. Um, and when I started writing this book, the Pochettino revolution hadn't started, um, so I was still comparing that to to my life as a Tottenham fan, yeah. and that season is still so special to me, but I never thought I'd be sitting here now, second season in, in a Champions League with a manager who I've never seen the like of at Tottenham. Um, so perhaps, I'm really glad I wrote the book when I did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, p- Perhaps things have, have moved on again yeah. um, to a level that I never foresaw coming at Tottenham, even when I started writing this book. Three years ago.
1: Yeah. Was there anyone that you spoke to for this book that maybe gave you sort of a better insight or have more stories than what what you actually thought they would the, do?
2: The the person that really uh, and I you know I spoke to so many members of the team and I'm so grateful. I even spoke to Sol Campbell. He he agreed to speak to me on the phone. A lot of people was like maybe you shouldn't have spoken. Yeah. To him. I wanted to hear what he thought about a Tom at the time, yeah. whether it was still special to him and it, and it really really was um, and again he said that season was more special than lifting the, the League Cup in 99 when he was the hmm. first black captain to, to lift any trophy at yeah. Wembley. 94-95 still meant more to him than lifting that League Cup um, but the player that really stood out to me was interviewing Darren Anderson and his memory of that season is as photographic as you know many fans yeah. can remember that their special season yeah, well then we played then, then we played then, and then there was this. Anderson's memory of 1994-1995 is stunning, he can remember it the way that fans That's can. Brilliant. And I was really surprised by that, because I didn't think a lot of players yeah. really would have He was that. an underrated player, Darren Anderson, as well. I, I, I think he was. He got a lot of stick, but, you know, and he, he's still our Premier League record appearance holder, So despite all his injuries yeah. he made so long, and he could have gone to Man United at the end of that season. Yeah. He chose to stay. Um, in part because he, he really invested all his faith in Jerry Francis too. He really felt like Francis was taking the team somewhere. A lot of players left Man United that summer too, and he felt at that stage Tottenham had as good a chance of, yeah. of becoming what Man United became. That looks with hindsight, silly, yeah. but, but you know he really he really felt that. And, they, and yeah. it was the next year when um, Hansen came out with his comment, "You won't win anything with kids," because Man U didn't look like they were going to no. kind of have that second revolution. They'd already won. Uh, the double twice, uh, the double one, sorry, and then they kicked on and won it again in 95 96. But at the start of that season, they lost to Aston Villa. Hanson made his famous comment mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people thought Man U were going to no. become what they did over the next three years, you know, culminating in winning yeah. the Treble in 99. So and speaking to Darren Anderson about 94 95, and again, he he said that was his most special season, too. Um, yeah. and it, you know, he was part of our our League Cup winning team as well in 99, but that Season wasn't as special to him, even winning a trophy. As as, as looking back at '94, '95, and playing with Klinsmann and and sharing him, you know, Anderson and sharing him yeah. linked up so well as, as well.
1: well. There any games in that season as well that the out was like turning points.
2: Yeah, so many that stand out to me. Obviously, the, the the one on the opening day, Sheffield Wednesday away, Klinsmann scoring on his, his debut. We won four three. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, there Spurs, so many 4-3s yeah, yeah. in that <laughs> season. Uh, then the home debut is a few days later when we played Everton. Uh, Kinsman's first goal at White Hart Lane, an overhead kick, and I can still see that so clearly. I was sitting up in the top of the East stand, and you just knew what he was going to do. And Anderson says that too you, knew it was coming. Uh, and it was kind of like seeing it in slow motion. Yeah. You almost couldn't believe he'd done it, and he, he, but you knew he was going to execute it. You knew he was going to pull it off, because he yeah. had the ability to do it. But it wasn't just a goal, it was the celebration. Every single player on the pitch, including Ian Walker, came running out of <laughs> goal to dive in unison yeah. and, and that that again is part of what I think uh, bonded the team and the players uh, the players and the fans together to see that celebration was just just amazing it really felt like it was called Clint's mania and that was it in its purest form to see the whole team yeah. like that and then there were just so many memorable games one of Francis's first I think Francis's first win was uh, beating Newcastle who were a very good side 4 two at White Lane, Sherring got a quality hat-trick. It was the first time where Anderton and Sheringham, you might remember, had that uh, corner routine. Oh, oh they, they pulled, pulled it like back Anderton and Sheringham, yeah. Sh- uh, to the near post, low down. Sheringham score that worked three times yeah. that season. Think very, you think someone might have Chelsea, yeah. Wimbledon, and uh, actually, yeah, it already works against Wimbledon, and then it works against Newcastle, and then it also worked against Chelsea, and it's amazing to think, I don't think nowadays you'd get away with that Maybe once, yeah. Because yeah. there's so much more television exposure now than there even was then. And obviously the um, 6-2 against Southampton in the FA Cup, the replay, where we were 2-0 down at half-time. and Check uh, that Ronnie Rose. Jerry Francis brought Ronnie Rose yeah. on And Rosenthal, who was one of the... He got a hat-trick. Only substitute, only person to come on and score a hat-trick for Tottenham. Um, A stunning hat-trick. And a player who frustrated us all as as Tottenham fans. And to see him pull it out of the bag that night with three sensational goals. Uh, And then, also it's quite weird for a game to go to extra time and then you still win comfortably. You know, it went to extra time but we won 6-2. It feels kind of surreal. That's one of those things you put on the spotter's badge that you've seen a game like that. um, and then Liverpool in the FA Cup uh, quarter final to go to Anfield again. Liverpool, really good team at the time. Um, it was years. I think we'd only won once at Anfield since 1912 or something ridiculous. <laughs> it's a bleak um, record. Isn't it? And again, we were one 0 down, and Klinsmann uh, laid off this beautiful pass to Sheringham, at the edge of the box, curled it in just before half time for one all, and then um, and then Klinsmann himself won it in the last minute. Uh, the the Liverpool fans gave him a standing ovation, yeah. this is how he won over fans in England, not just Tottenham fans, but fans of all clubs because they admired it, what they saw, um, there's just so many games in that season that stood out to me, just so many go- you know, goal-crazy games, 6-2 and 4-3, yeah. so, you know, Francis' first game was a 4-3 defeat to Aston Villa, we were 3-0 down, Clearsman rescued us, we got back to 3-0 and then we lost him the last yeah. game, saw the score. Um, so there were all these goal crazy games, there was a soap opera off the pitch with Alan Sugar fighting the FA in the court and in the end he got the, the six points back, he got our place in the FA Cup back. Um, and then you had the just those standout players on the pitch, you know, sharing them and yeah. linking up so well. It, it didn't work out for, for Dumitrescu he was a quality player to watch in those first few weeks of the season, but um Francis decided, you know, he wasn't working hard enough and you can the team was too stretched to have Five attacking players on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Odilius himself had, who was willing yeah. to go with it, but France has obviously had to make changes and. Um, yeah, there's just so many amazing games in that season to have all of them concentrated into 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 one yeah. season. Some of the best games I've ever... It must have been promised. brilliant going to
1: games with that strike force, just knowing yeah. that you're going to see bundles of goals. Sort of, we're talking about AVBL, but you know you used to go to them games to be like,
2: yeah, might be a one-nil, might yeah. get two if we get a penalty, you and, and know. That, and that's why I came out with the title the, the yeah. title for the book The Team That dared To Do. It's not that we actually won anything, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. in most of my seasons at Tottenham, we haven't won anything, but every yeah. game, it was about entertaining, it was about trying to win that game and yes sometimes it went horrifically wrong. Yeah, um, What's some bad results? Well, we lost 3-0 to, to Notts County in the uh, League Cup which at the time was the <laughs> only trophy we could hope to win because we were banned from the FA Cup at that point. We still had our six points deduction in the league so we thought we've got to try and win the League Cup and uh, we'd already beaten Watford Six three at Vicarage Road. But lost three two at White Hart Lane. So we've gone through. It's a like football manager these <laughs> score lines. It's bonkers. <laughs> we've gone through eight six on aggregate, uh, and then we um, and then we drew Notts County, who were struggling in the division below. And we went there, even with Klinsmann and Dumitrescu in the team, and lost three 0 And that was just so galling. And and the way that we went out of the FA Cup in the end, we had a lot of injury problems and suspensions, and we lost four one to Everton, which was still one of the biggest anti-climaxes of. Of my life as a Tottenham fan, so um, you know it certainly didn't go well in yeah. every single game, but it was such a topsy-turvy roller coaster ride of a season um, that just every game is still imprinted in my mind and in Darren Anderson's yeah, fans season amazing. which I found that's
1: out. I I wonder how, like how many career games he's played, and yet, but yet to have that memory yeah. that you described, is it's, yeah. it's incredible.
2: And he lost a lot of semi-finals as well, and he he he's ultimate. Uh, semi-final defeat was, was England at Euro 96 yeah. which was obviously very painful for all those players who were involved but the Everton one he says you know is is the one that really hurt him most as well because of how we underperformed on that day you know he, he lost with Portsmouth against Liverpool in 92 uh, he also lost semi-finals for Tottenham against Arsenal a couple of times and um, Newcastle in 99 but it was the Everton one that hit him and it, you know actually losing that Everton game hurt me more as a fan than losing the the ones to Arsenal uh, in 93 and 2001 because I really felt that Everton game, it felt like we were fated to win the FA Cup, everyone thought Klinsman was going to take them to Wembley, Uh, Tottenham were going to win the trophy they were banned from and obviously football has a habit of kicking you when (laughs) you start to believe that sort of thing so uh, it didn't happen and Despite the fact that the season ended in a painful way, it still remains so special to me. Yeah, but,
1: and you, you were at Most of the games were. Yeah, you get, I, again, get to go it's, it's
2: partly why because it was a. I was at an age where I could go to all the home games and quite a few of the away games, yeah. and I think that's part of why, I, as you were mentioning earlier, the social aspects of the, the people you go with, yeah. and uh, you you get to see so much. I still believe. I still say that now. If, if you know, i would so much rather see a game in reality than on telly because I think you see so much more. You get so much more. You get the emotion more, you see what the players are doing, even off the ball, you you know when they're trying, when things aren't going well. I'm not someone who's massively into music, I I can't be bothered to go to a gig, I'd rather listen to something on the radio. But with with live football I would so much rather be Mm -hmm. at a game, and I was an age where I was lucky enough to be able to go to nearly every game. Uh, And so partly that perhaps is why it remains so special to me as well. Yeah, you know, with thousands of other people, is equally special
3: too as well. Mm. Do you, last question? Do you um, have a favourite single
2: player or an un- unexpectedly favourite player? I mean, Klinsman is my favourite top Just player, and, and in a way, he should be. He's not the greatest player I've seen. Yeah, um, Gareth, is. Gareth Bale's probably a, a better player. David Ginola a better all-round player. Yeah, yeah. Um, what we have now with you know Harry Kane getting into that category, but what Klinsmann did that season, the, just the unexpected goals, the quality that he, of the goals that he scored, the fact that he came to us as such a surprise, yeah. and I, I, I can't think of he probably has got that legendary status. I can't think of any other Tottenham player who, within just one season, has has worked themselves into the affections of fans yeah. in just one season the way that he did, um, and it was gutting to lose him at the end of the season but yeah, I think yeah. most of us said goodbye to him we've kind of yeah. you know fair enough you came you he helped us yeah, yeah. and I don't think there was kind of bitter recriminations of him leaving other than Alan Sugar was obviously furious said he wouldn't even uh, wash his car with his shirt in mean, a famous uh, sports night interview with Ray Stubbs um, but then signed him back a few years later yeah. when we were in another relegation fight under Christian Gross and Klinsman came in and uh, in half a season I think he scored nine Premier League goals in 15 appearances including four away to Wimbledon in that penultimate game that kept us up. Um, so he had that season and a half both special in different ways but he's my he's my favourite Tottenham player and in many ways shouldn't be because as I say I've yeah, seen yeah. he wasn't there for long and I've seen greater players, That's more skillful players yeah, yeah. but he is to me in my affections because of what that season meant to me and yeah, it yeah. was really a lot of that was down to Kinsmania as we called it, just yeah. having that star player at our club doing great things every single week. When he re-signed, was, was the buzz more than when we got him originally?
1: Or was there more expectation on him when uh, he came I back? Was,
2: I don't think there was because he was he needed Tottenham because he need, he'd, was losing his place in the Germany team for the, for the 98 World Cup, he needed to come to Tottenham. Uh, we were on such a low, we were on yeah. such a down under Christian Gross, who had replaced Francis, and uh, it went disastrously from the start. I think Gross's first game was a 6 1 home defeat. To, I think his first game was a win at Everton. His first home game was a 6 1 home defeat to Chelsea. I remember being at that game. And it, it 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 was clear from the start that Sugar had made an absolute owl yeah. by bringing in this guy who had no understanding <laughs> of, of of English football. Well, was he meant to be the new Wenger? Well, was this is what this is what Sugar hoped, didn't hmm. he? That he was gonna he, he'd unearth this this gem in the way that Arsenal had done with. With Dengar. Uh, he, he, yeah, yeah. he famously the had the tube ticket thing. at the press conference and said, uh, "I can't remember what this is my Yeah, this is my ticket to my dreams. Oh, um, <laughs> but he, and he, he was he became a laughing stock <laughs> straight away. That the media laughed at him for that, and the results that followed, they were laughing at him for. So uh, we we were desperate for a goal scorer uh, We went out and signed Klinsmann. I don't think people did expect him to to do what he'd done before, and 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 he didn't have the ability to do that. He was I think he was thirty three by that. Them, yeah, which was also yeah. the number he had on his back because someone already had the, the number 18 that season but um, he still he still got some really important goals that season it, I think did controversially it, he had it written in his contract that he had to play I don't think that was ever proved but the theory was because he he needed his place in the Germany squad that he basically had to play and a lot <laughs> of people didn't feel that was right um, <coughs> but we may well not have stayed up without him Did, he, did he get a
4: hat-trick in that final he game? He got four in that final game against, against
2: a Wimbledon, Wimbledon away to Wimbledon we won 6-2
4: I vaguely remember that.
2: Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, that was, a, it was a, a, a crucial, crucial game, and yeah, as I say, without his, without the, the nine goals he got in that second half of the season, we may, may well have been doomed. It was yeah. not looking good.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, the, the book sounds amazing. It's out now. So yeah, people, people the team can get they're it there
2: now. To do, it's on Amazon. Give it a Google. Asking your local bookshop, they'll order it in. So team that there to do by Jerry Francis and me, Chris Leg. Fantastic. You
3: can tweet as well if you want to follow you at. Yeah, well?
2: at, at Chris Leg. Uh, there's two s's in the middle so c-h-r-i-s-s-l-e-g-g and yeah that's my pinned tweet so you can find out how to order it on there as well. We've got another book out about first ever women's football yearbook, yeah, that's one a, minute on that, what's that? Yeah, first ever women's football yearbook, it occurred to me at the start of this year that there's never been a women's football yearbook, obviously men's football's had it since the late 1960s, which is now called the Sky Sports Football Yearbook, uh, it was called the Rothmans when I was younger, yeah. um, I used to buy that every year, I still do buy it every year, the men's mm-hmm. one, I thought well women's football doesn't have one, let's be first, let's get it out there, Brilliant. so yeah, that's also available on Amazon, the first ever women's football yearbook, uh, Tottenham Ladies doing very well at the moment as well, they've got Excellent. All, we've had them on, we've Excellent. big followers of the
3: things.
2: So there's a little yeah. section in there on, on them as well, so uh, it's worth buying if you're a Spurs fan. Brilliant. Superb. Bournemouth. we move on to that game? 1-0, you were there? I was there.
1: Abash, oh, you were there? No, I wasn't he there. He wasn't there. Wasn't
3: there? Um, it was boring, wasn't it? Oh, the we first so half boring.
1: was a tough lot. It, it was
3: really was. was. But they set up with five at the back and three in front, and they came
1: not to lose. And that was it. They, the thing is, they executed their game plan on fault 95% perfectly. Because mm. if they'd have nicked a goal, which they could have done, that would have been
4: the, exactly what they set out so, to do. So they've done exactly what Burnley and Swansea, Swansea have yeah. done before yeah. them, and it's worked perfectly. Up, if it wasn't for that one slight mistake at the beginning of the half, they would have come away with a point.
1: Yeah, I know everyone talks about Wembley in so this, it's so much slower and the pitch is bigger. You know what I think it is, and I've watched England a few times, it's got to, for me, it's got to be something to do with the, either the length of grass or the cut of grass, because the play is so much slower. And I don't think it's because we're not playing well. I just think the ball doesn't necessarily fizz like
0: it does well, at White Hart Lane.
4: But we played well against Chelsea and we moved the ball fast against Chelsea. Think? I just, I thought it was an effort thing. Like I thought they needed to get
3: through. The, they never got out of second gear. Like mm. Get through it get the one-nil, beat and don't lose, get to Real Madrid tomorrow, well, a few days. Yeah, and know, what I loved is,
1: everyone at half-time, sat there being like, this is awful, we need to change it. Come out three at the back, change formation, yeah, moves for dire, puts Ericsson in midfield, and within a minute you score. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's Pochettino, like, I used to get fr- so frustrated over the years watching Spurs, where you're like, as a fan you can see the problem, yeah. but yet wait until 70 minutes before you do anything. But no. he just does it. No. it, it makes change in the first half. Absolutely. It doesn't bother him at all how long has gone or anything like that. He'll just
3: he'll do it. God, I single like Harry Winks, I thought he was my, he was my man in the match. He was absolutely brilliant. Just forward, always forward, forward, forward.
1: Always available as well. Even in periods where they were on top a little bit and you could have a tendency to hide a little bit and would just hoof the ball forward. He always wants the ball. Yeah. And he's too tactful and he controls it past it. That's all he does. It's yeah. amazing. I think for Tongan as well. Oh, what
4: a game. At left back and then in. at left
1: wing back where. You would never think he'd play there. He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. Drove the team forward, balls in the
4: box. He, he was my own match.
1: Yeah, he was aggressive with his defending as well. Wasn't he? I thought he had a great game. Dele Alli was poor,
3: I thought. He didn't get he going. What's your opinion on Dele this
2: season? Yeah, I think, obviously, he's, uh, it's funny because this time last year we were talking about Ericsson was having a bit yeah. of a, a, you know, a dip in his performances. And you know, now he's, he's back to his best, perhaps the best he's been at Tottenham. And Deli Ali is clearly having a dip in his performances, yeah. um, but I wouldn't castigate him too much for that. He's still so young. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, how much, you know, all this stuff about his what's happening off the field with trying to change his agent is that having an effect? Mm-hmm. Is you know, all the commercial stuff that's mm-hmm. coming his way? Perhaps it is. He's, he's a young guy. Um, I'm confident he's, he's not for that, a lack of effort, and I think it. He'll get back to his best, hopefully, hopefully. in the not too distant future. Um, I, I do think Wembley makes a difference because I don't see how you can. Last year, you know, you look at the, these games last year. Chelsea, we beat at home. Swansea, we beat Swans, at home comfortably. Burnley, we beat at home comfortably. Bournemouth, we beat at home comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, to maximum points from those. <coughs> this time round, we've only won one of those games. Um, and there's all the different theories for it and I think partly what you say, yeah, it's a different pitch. It is a different pitch, it's gonna take time. Yeah, And just the fact that it's a bigger pitch and Tottenham did try to make it smaller and the Premier League wouldn't let them. So clearly it's not quite what they wanted. And just one of the players came out with recently, didn't they, just the whole like um, a visual perception of what the, the visual clues you take from your home ground and pinging a pass, knowing what you're aiming for that bit of the advertising. Yeah. We've surrendered. We have surrendered home advantage, we have surrendered what had become a fortress. I think we had to do it, You know, we, we had to move out of our home and I think Wembley was the best place to go. I'd much rather be there as a fan than at the than at Milton Keynes, um, but though it does make sense to me that Wembley is, is counting against us. I don't see how our home form could be so brilliant last year and, and at this stage we're, we've laboured to one home win in the league. Um, it says to me that Wembley has clearly had more of an impact than any of us like, thought or feared that it would. Mm. So, then
4: is that a more psychological thing? So, should wouldn't it, would it not then be better to treat all games at Wembley as an away game because obviously we are playing quite well away from home, which so I wouldn't we're playing it make more sense. Away
2: from home, yeah, no, I, I see what you mean, but I, I think you, you can't. Re- you want to try to make it home. You want to try to make it feel like home. Um, I mean, the, the Dortmund game is a weird one because in the end that was a, an amazing night, an amazing result but actually Dortmund was so good in that first half that in a way I still don't. Like, we didn't touch a ball, did we? I don't actually know how we won that game but I hoped yeah. it, that night was the, the first time I'd enjoyed Wembley with yeah. as a Tottenham fan and the atmosphere that night was great as oh, well. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, yeah. It felt like a White Hart Lane atmosphere which is the only time I've experienced that, I've not been to, this season I've only been to the Swansea and the, and the Dortmund game and the Dortmund game it felt like we've cracked it yeah. atmosphere wise, performance wise and then we had that massive come down a few days later with, with Swansea yeah. and like you say I think we I got to the stage last season where well, I've never had this in my Spinners life where I went to games almost expected to win. Yeah. We were playing so well yeah. and I, I go to nearly every women game thinking they could get a nil-nil, they could get a yeah. one we'll Really feeling like our opponents will know how as you say execute their game plan perfectly and get something out of it and we had got to the stage at Whitehall Lane where it didn't really matter what other teams came to try and do, we were yeah. going to blitz them. Yeah. Um, and we've lost that, but there wasn't a way around it really. We, we had to go to Wembley. To me, it's
4: just moving the ball quicker. I know it's easier said than done, but just move it quicker. Mm. It's, just, it's just so slow. It's just it's too slow. Against, yeah. against Chelsea, we, we moved it fast. And actually I thought, I know we're going back uh, four, five, six weeks, but we played well in that game. And it's because we moved the ball fast and we took the game to, do, to Chelsea. Whereas with, with the game, between Swansea, Burnley and uh, the game yesterday, uh, on Saturday, it feels like we acknowledge that they're going to sit back and we acknowledge the fact that we're going to have the ball so we're going to play it in front of them until someone like Ericsson or whoever can find a killer pass. And that's not necessarily always going to happen.
1: It's uh, I, I, I agree, it's so tough when especially as a midfield player, when you've got the ball, if there's somebody pressing you, you know you've got to move you the ball quickly, shoot, right. you know you've got to shift it because they're but going to win it off you. When you've got no one pressing you and they're just defend. literally defending their box, you can have a touch, have a touch, have a touch, turn, then play it mm-hmm. past because there's there's no one on. There's no one. I know as a pro, you should be like, you can pounce on that situation and play fast when there's no one there, but they are still human. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, if someone's chasing you, you're going to run faster than if someone's not chasing you, just because you are.
3: But you probably want to seen this, but they did, um, I'm going to about half time, they did a, a Bhangra, <laughs> um, I loved it, they did the, because it's Diwali this week, next week, this sometime and Spurs are sponsoring the lights in Europe's second biggest Hindu temple, I think, okay. um, down the road from Wembley, and they did, they had some Indian I don't know how to say it without saying it, you know, ignorant, by and some dancers who were doing the um, dancing in, in wonderfully colourful uniforms, but then they started doing it with a banger mix of Chas and Dave and <laughs> <I love laughs> all that sorts true. of stuff and it was absolutely great. It didn't work at all but it was brilliant, you know, um, <laughs> no, it was great. I'll tell you what that. is a good thing about Wembley is you get to see all those kids there, all these kids again yeah. to see their heroes for the first time yeah. when, you know, you couldn't do that, there was lots of old, miserable people in the East End, lots of, People up for it who had to have loads of loyalty points in the south stand, loads of posh people in the west End, and then you had some family stuff. But people, family, like your your family yeah. who've, who've been going for years, and it, there was no way in for those kids. Now you see kids everywhere, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, you Very see good families point. going, like Very good mums, dads, and I love that. But, so we'll see the, the benefits of that. For you. It's the next generation of supporters. I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, completely agree. Um,
1: most important thing, we've got the three points. It's done. Yeah, it's so done. Quite a big game tomorrow night, um, just Real Madrid away. Um, how do we feel about it? Are we confident? Are we nervous? Does it not matter? For me it's a bit of a bonus game and we're not expected to get anything out of the match if we do
3: fantastic, but this is what being the Champions League is about, playing at Bernabeu. This, yeah. is, this is it. This is Real Madrid. I mean, I remember last time when we played Real Madrid where we got absolutely
4: battered <laughs> <laughs> tonight. We destroyed it, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you by your scoring and flicking his ear, at, flick his ear at. He scored yeah. off at two
4: minutes as well, yeah, didn't he? He game. got two in that game, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Really um, yeah. And I
3: remember the Tuesday Club, the Arsenal podcast on there saying that they thought we were going to beat them at that time. Um, I, I'm not sure. They've got a lot of players out, haven't they? They're one of the best sides in
1: the world, aren't they? It's like... The, yeah, they're the favourite. Yeah. They're, they're attacking they, players. They, they just... can beat anyone in the world on their day. You know, no, that, no. that's it. So yeah, and you we... sort of have to hope that we're at our maximum, yeah. and they're maybe at a seven, and then you've got a chance if
3: they play at their best. We don't have a left back. The, uh, Danny Rose has gone, but he's starting on the bench. We don't have a left it back. The Tongan, to, wasn't it? Well, yeah. And when we lost to Chelsea last year, it was when Villa was playing out wide, and Victor Moses got <laughs> past him. And we all felt was, so sorry for him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. And that's because everything was perfect. Everything was tight. Tactically, it was it was the best game of the year. But they, no, that was when we beat them. But the, when we lost to when it was the one time when yeah. one yeah. player wasn't in their best position. This is Real Madrid we're talking <laughs> about. It's not. It's Real Madrid. What would you do? We haven't, we
1: haven't got a left back. Would would you go to a back four and drop Yan in to play whoever you want at right back, and then Yan at left and Toby and Sanchez in the middle, or would you play a three with
3: Fatongan as a left wing back and drop Dyer back keep, in? I'd but keep the three as they are: Sanchez, Fatongan, and then I'd have Sun. You know how much I hate playing Sun at left back, but make sure it
1: does not go forward. Well, could you play? Tri- you could play trips on the left, couldn't you? And, yeah, and or Ori on I the know. right,
2: Maybe, or yeah. vice
1: versa. Well, what would you do, I think, would you he, I
2: think what he has now is that, as, as you alluded to earlier, that ability to change things when he sees they're not working. Yeah. And, and we have a manager who's willing and able to do that. And that he has played different systems since he arrived. And that we've been fairly confident and composed, yeah. whatever he does. So I, I, I now have that faith in our manager. And also, as, as you mentioned there, if, if Real Madrid are slightly off their best, you know, we saw this last season, if Man City were slightly off their best we could beat them, if Chelsea was slightly yeah. off their best, we could beat them, we did it. I feel we're at that level now, yeah. if Real Madrid are at their absolute best tomorrow, I don't think we'd get yeah. anything other than a narrow defeat, but if they're slightly off their best, I feel we're capable of getting something there. And it is the perfect time to go there, because we're going there, we're going there perfectly having won a maximum six points, which is so crucial. There's no pressure. So, is to, so? to have beaten yeah. Dortmund at home was vital, and then to have gone and followed it up and not let anything slip in Cyprus. Was crucial, and the fact that Real Madrid have already beaten Dortmund. You know, if we can get a point, if, if somehow we can get three points out of these two games against Real Madrid, the pressure that that will put on Dortmund on yeah. the time yeah. we go there. So it's not quite a gimme. In that, if you know, if we can get. Get something out of this game tomorrow. We are in such a strong position, and you
1: never know. We could get um, something, and Appel could get something, and yeah. then you're in an amazing yeah. position. No matter
2: how good Real Madrid it are, it's quite rare for a team to win all of their group games in the Champions League, isn't it? So you, you expect they're going to drop points somewhere, likely to us or Dortmund. Yeah, and probably at the moment you'd probably say more likely to us. So that's why I'm hanging out. Hanging yeah, for yeah. That, yeah, that we can somehow get something tomorrow yeah. night. Um, What right
1: predictions? What do we think? Go on, Abash, go
4: first. Um. I'm going unfortunately uh Free New Madrid. Two one yes. <laughs> Madrid. And you're going as well. I am I am going, yes. Oh wow. Um, so that'll be amazing. Looking forward to Why it. are you still here?
2: Tomorrow morning.
4: Tomorrow morning. Is um, there a girl involved? No. <laughs> no. no, no. A gun. Uh yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be good fun. So but two one Madrid. Two one Madrid. Brilliant. One one. Um, i mean, yeah, I'm gonna say one. I'm going to go
1: for a frill in two-two. Oh, God. Oh, God. I just think that would kill me. That Spurs two-nil two
4: up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and two just after half five, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so my concern is when I went to see Madrid play last time, Ronaldo mm-hmm. had an absolute stinker. Yeah. Which makes me believe he might not have a thinker tomorrow night. That's I not anymore. the way football works. <laughs> <laughs> I played <laughs> poorly last time, so therefore. The
2: my luck works. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better if you just don't go? <laughs> yeah. The sort of thing.
1: <laughs> and then after that, we've got we've got a tough league game. We've got Liverpool. Liverpool oh, in oh. town, and we've struggled against the last few yeah. seasons. Mm. So that's going to be a tough game. They're not playing fantastic at the minute. <coughs> but what do we think about? We're we positive going into that game, or does the Madrid game have an impact? If we got hammered in Madrid. Does that have no. an impact on no. the Liverpool game? We're not no.
3: losing to Liverpool. At all. Mane's out. Firmino's not a very good forward. I don't think is good. And good. They they can score on their day, but I can't sit losing because they will be different to the p- the three teams we played, Where they will play forwards, which will leave gaps for us. Which means we can. And they players. can't defend. And they cannot defend. And their manager's too
4: emotional. We I think we be it. Mm. Can I just say I, I no, do not. I do not. I do not understand the love affair the media has with Jurgen Klopp. Do not get it. I absolutely detest him. He just, do different. not get it. Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't get it. Why what? do people love him? What is it love it's about
1: a bit, him? Well, like, it's, a bit, it's a bit entertaining isn't it? I, d- I don't particularly think he's an, he's an amazing man. I think he's a good manager. I he's amazing.
4: just don't get it. Not One
1: more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Predictions of that Liverpool game then?
2: 2-0 time. Yeah, I feel confident. I yeah. think it's the sort of game we need at Wembley, so I'd rather be playing a kind of top tier team than another mid-table side that's going to mm. come and frustrate us. So I'd i, will, I say 2-1 to tie.
4: 2-1. I think it might be a draw, you know, at Liverpool game. they go for a 1-all, I think. Yeah, I'm with It's two one. 2-1. But it will be 1-all and we'll get like a <laughs> 75th minute onwards winner.
1: I would have assumed... If it was going to be 2 1, and we're going to get a late winner, that would have been one on but anyway. anyway. Um, anything else? No, I have to go. Have to go. Oh, yeah. um, Chris, brilliant to have you with us. So we're really looking one. forward to, to reading the book. If it's anywhere near as good as the last one, it'd be fantastic. Thank and uh, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs.
0: Kick up Wembley, Aussies knees have gone all trembly, and the Tim requires assembly, Danny Monthlawer. Local boy Ledley King, Greavesy scoring everything, Len Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle, Lee Young Yo. Keller, USA, Woodgate is not fit to play, Ramatini, Kuduchini, Freddie Canute, Gary Mabbitt in Chile, so Sergey Redwell for the wind. Run for me, Nick for me, 4-3 Stout Terry, Heroes in white and blue, we've all loved you since 1882, even when I'm feeling grey, despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane. Lineker playing fair. Aldrich here, there, everywhere. Pat Jennings, luscious hair. Super, Super Vertongen. And number nine. Nine from the halfway line. Villas running 81. Under Twin Towers. Steals. Harry Redknapp steals a wheels, There's legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris, clean sheet Paul and Stefan Dalmaty i playing at what I'll Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This was for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's lime green shoes, Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan, Alan Hutton, we all knew his passport, said Spain Berbatov, turn and stroke, party saving from the spot Beat Chelsea, Chelsea at Wembley. Wembley, we lifted the league cup Maradona is a spur, we're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave, me raised. chirpy the cockerel. Mendes shoots from halfway. Harold Carol the same Clattenburg Warnerburg doesn't, doesn't give the gold Mabin Zayda's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaat He's got no heaven We, we don't, don't care Martin, Martin, yo Lillie White's from White Hart Lane So Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters Just down the seven head. sisters. Teddy into equalize. Ginger Pele in disguise. People speak of the technique that Jason, Jason does a Jamie Redknapp on TV. We love Alan Mullery. Razziak, don't come back. And, and a Crenshaw Substitution Top Hard Distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco These Linguistic Skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed white Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Socorra and we dropped Samora Spurs make my dark days bright but it makes me sad, The Postiga was so bad Robbie Keane, in the box, Edgar Davids Red Lassie Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights, European glory Knights Terry Dyson go on my son, Tim Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White How dare a Estreche, two there is to do Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Rizzo Allen, Alan Allen- Gilsey. Nearly whites from White on lane. Kazayuki's over, oh, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. This is the Liam Hawkers pledge to go. That's boy, yeah. Come. Gomez made super saves, he, he can shag my w- wife. Etherington love the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music yeah. and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Hopkinola, you I'm dressed. Point won't give up the fight. Fox never quits, you can't be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, ABB's deep spot, David, David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup, Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl, Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall, Jurgen Klinsmann's dive. Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decision, Raven Vega playing Sega, Sandro's kung fu kick. Eric Tours from the Kingspell and Mastin, and Smith and is Bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily Wiles from White our name If the budget allows The answer will be ours Thanks Dave Vincent, 44 We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim many high, then our football story will echo with glory.